Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hebsy on Sports episode. Merlin Olson, Super Bowl hero Bob Lilly, Kenley Jansen, and Jay McKee. I always like Jay McKee, the long reach. Well, boy, that guy gave that to everything. Yeah, what number was he for the uh, Sabres? Anyway, I'm your host, Mark Hebsher. Here's a question. Was that the worst Super Bowl you've ever seen? Oh, sorry. Was that the worst Super Bowl halftime show you've ever seen? <laughs> Did anybody have the prop bet where um, the final score would be Maroon 5, Rams 3? Because really, that was... Uh, we'll get into all of that in just a minute. Plus, the imminent retirement of a certain New England Patriots superstar. But we've also got the story of the Toronto Raptors. Their win yesterday over the Clippers. Right in front of the billionaire owner. Sitting right there courtside looking over Kawhi. Yeah, he would look good in a Clippers uniform. Not so fast, Dr. Bomber. <laughs> the Maple Leafs weekend split and a look ahead to the Anaheim Ducks tonight. And ESPN, the mothership, the powerhouse in the United States, the worldwide leader, fires one of their top anchors who's a Canadian. A rising superstar. What happened? Like, this is huge in the sports casting, sports world business, and we're in the sports casting kind of business. First, though, a trivia question that has nothing to do with the Super Bowl. Brought to you by Panthers Original Deli on Bathurst, north of the 401. Let's get back to some hockey. Now the football season's over, let's focus our attention on hockey. Name the last NHL player to win the Stanley Cup with three different teams. So when this guy won it with his third different team... He was the last guy to do it. Okay. Okay. The answer coming up later in the podcast. Panthers now features the George Chavalo sandwich. Did you know about this? The Only George because I, uh, I'm Facebook friends of John Gallagher. What about the fact that Steve <laughs> Buffery right, I mean, had a big write-up oh, on yeah. it in The Sun? Oh, yeah. Cool, yeah. The, big that, story. Are you kidding me? It's the sandwich <laughs> named after George Chevalier. You can only get it at Panzer's. Uh, home of the future Hebsey Hero Sandwich, by the way. Panzer's is at 3856 Bathurst Street. Call Lauren at 416-636-1230. Tell them Hebsey sent you. Dine in. Take out. Check out their fabulous party trays, too. Did you know that party trays were invented for the Super Bowl? Is that right? Yeah, they were. There was no such thing as a party tray prior to the Super Bowl. It was called something else. I don't remember um, what it was. Call call Lauren and demand a Hebsey sandwich on the Panzer yeah, menu. Yeah, that'd be a good one. A tongue sandwich. Uh, uh, demand it. Go to PanzersOriginalDeli.com. Well, the stage was set for Super Bowl 53. Two great football teams, a party atmosphere, a big screen TV, nacho chips, salsa, two kinds of chili, veggie and meat, French stick bread, chicken wings, cocktail wieners with spicy mustard, jujubes, beer, Wine, sparkling water, 100 squares at four bucks a square. Originally, it was five dollars a square. Not that many people wanted to buy squares for five bucks. Got to have some cash. They cut it down to four. Anyway, it was a good party. Everybody expecting an offensive shootout between the Patriots and Rams. Oh, one aside. Yeah. Um, our host, wonderful Alan, wonderful host, sensational. I had never met him before. He's a friend of a friend's. Super nice guy. Um, big screen TV. But he had a streaming service that was like a new streaming service, 17 bucks a month. And he's telling us about this. And he gets like everything. He gets every he gets the tennis channel. He gets everything in 65 different languages. But he's, he doesn't get the Super Bowl on a channel that we would watch it on. It's like streamed. And with streaming, sometimes you get a, a delay. Yes. Okay. For sure. So Nothing more annoying than watching, yeah, you know, yeah. Jim Nance and Tony Romo speak, and it looks like they're it's a looks oh, like it's a dubbed movie. Oh, that kind of delay. I thought you meant like you see on Twitter that there was a uh, 
play and then you see it on your screen no. like a minute later. That happens sometimes. No, I wasn't on Twitter. Do you want to know why I wasn't on Twitter? Why? Because they needed my phone, iPhone, with my with DAZN. I have the app DAZN, which has the NFL, right? They needed my app that they could mirror to Apple TV oh, so right. we could watch the feed live, <laughs> clear, and in sync. So my so my my phone is now the uh, it's it's running the whole show. If right. the phone goes down, if anything happens, okay, everyone's, what's going on? So it's all dependent on my phone. So anyway, yeah, it was great. And you know what? The quality was spectacular off the, the Zone app, which is going to have soccer uh, next year, all soccer. It's going to wow. be like everything. Nothing's going to be on TSN. The times they are changing, Hebsy. Crazy. So that's what we did. So we And it was beautiful, except the commercials were nothing special. But by the same token, at the party, everyone's talking anyway. Nobody goes, shh, I want to hear this commercial. I don't know about your party, but nobody goes, hey, quiet, <laughs> quiet. I want to hear this commercial. No, you kind of watch it, and you, and then later you watch it on YouTube. Anyway, I digress. I digress. Patriots Rams, right? What was this game all about? Okay, offensive yeah. shootout. Come on, back and forth. The two big offenses. Brady got blah blah blah. Of course not. And what happens on Twitter and everywhere else? People are like, "This is the worst game I've ever seen. This is so boring. This is awful. This is terrible." What's going on? Like people who don't even normally watch football couldn't care less. Man, this is terrible. It's terrible. Of course, you're going to get that. Thanks for the news, by the way. Thanks to everybody who went out there and decided that they had to tell everyone else what a boring game oh, it was. We all knew what kind of boring game we knew. If I may, the best is the people who want to tell you on Twitter that they don't care about the Super Bowl. This seems to be this new phenomenon to let you know how little they yeah. care about this big game that right. you're excited to yeah. watch. Read John Doyle. Like, what's the point of that? Read John Doyle in the Globe and Mail. Oh, it's yeah, why? He was, he he, well, he was kind of forced to do it. He had to write about it. He doesn't know, wouldn't know a football from, a, from, from an avocado. Oh, and wouldn't know ooh, a football avocado, from an avocado. I saw some ads for avocados <laughs> yesterday. Would not know the difference. Um, so this Tom Brady, like I told you, I mean, I had the score wrong, but so did everybody else, right? Um, I would have had the under, though. <laughs> but because uh, I had 34-21 and the over-under was 55 and a half. Wow. Yeah, but I don't think anyone was considering that. Uh, some people, I'm sure, who had the over knew that there was no way they were going to win anything on that day. So, um, yeah, so Brady wins his uh, one, two, three, five, sixth Super Bowl. And this gritty little Julian Edelman, who was suspended for four games earlier this year, you may recall, Right, didn't pass a drug test, suspended. Julian Edelman, <gasps> dirty. But he served his four games, and that's the NFL rule. And he got back into it, and uh, he was the MVP. Thirteen-three was the final score. Yeah, and many, like I said, called it boring and the worst Super Bowl ever. Like they had seen all fifty-two previous Super Bowls, and they knew. <laughs> I have, by the way, and it. Uh, there were some pretty boring Super Bowls. Don't kid yourself. Plenty of them. <clears throat> but, but conversely, there have been some pretty damn exciting Super Bowls, particularly lately. Like it just, right. I, and also, if I and may, the playoff uh, games too. Well, I was gonna say two weeks ago we saw what might be the greatest day of NFL football ever. How two you, weeks ago, how do you top that? No, but this was. I'm just sorry. I, I'm gonna let you do your thing, and then I'll chime in. But uh, man, this was a slog. Like in the third quarter, I was doing the dishes. Yeah, well, uh, I wasn't because I appreciate good defense. Uh, okay. You're a Fairweather fan, and you're like, oh, no offense. Nobody's like running up the field. There's no long, no, but uh -huh. great defense is great defense. That's great coaching, right? That's Bill Belichick coaching. That's knowing when to blitz, knowing when to throw the corner blitz on a guy so he throws the interception up at a key time in the game. But we'll get to that, maybe not. Anyway, here's the deal, okay? Yeah. It was the greatest Super Bowl ever because it, <laughs> it was Brady's sixth, sixth Super Bowl, okay? And if there was any... <clears throat> Um, reason to think that he wasn't the greatest of all time. Well, you're wrong. And Goff, Jared Goff, mm -hmm. like he had that deer in the headlights look during the national anthem. At first, I thought he didn't know who Gladys Knight was. It was one of her <laughs> pips or whatever. Yeah, he was looking for the but pips. But he had that, seriously, he had that glazed look like, what's going on? And it, and it showed. He couldn't do anything. 
But also, he was intimidated by the New England defense and the fact that New England had been there how many times before? Nine. Yeah, eight previous times. Right. They, many of them. Eight previous times. And and Brady, hand, here, here, hey, Rams, here you go. I'm going to throw an interception on my first pass. As we're driving for the first score of the game, I'm going to give you guys an interception. There's a turnover. Take advantage. They couldn't. Uh, later, missed field goal. Like easy, like a chip shot. 42 yards or whatever. I missed it. There you go. Here you go, Rams. Here's another chance. You know, you don't get too many chances to capitalize on mistakes by the New England Patriots. You had two chances there. You didn't, you didn't do anything about it. And then what, what else happens? Late in the game, and think about this. Mm-hmm. Late in the game, you had uh, a, a great chance in the third quarter, a 29-yard throw deep into the end zone, and that was um, uh, uh, Brandon Cooks. So he's wide open at the back of the end zone. He's almost at the goalposts, in fact, right? And here's the pass, and it's a little bit underthrown, just slightly. And... Um, uh, tipped away by Jason McCourty. That would have been a touchdown. That would have that would have given them the lead. And then on the next play, what happens? Uh, he gets sacked. They have to settle for a field goal to tie the game 3-3. And then late in the game, in the fourth, with about four and a half minutes to go, ball at New England 27. Rams are finally driving. Rams fans at our party, we're going nuts. Come on, here we go. The Rams, we're going to tie the game. Driving for the tying touchdown. What happens? Belichick says, you know what? Perfect time for a corner blitz. They blitz Goff. He throws off the back foot. He throws up a lame duck. That landed like a butterfly with sore feet uh, okay. into the arms of Stephen Gilmore for the interception, the Rams' only turnover of the game. And New England hung on from there, and the lowest scoring game in Super Bowl history was over, and Belichick outcoached uh, Sean McVay, who even said, I got outcoached. You're darn right you got outcoached. Guy's been there several times before. He, this, that's his sixth. You're in your first one. You'll be back. The Rams will be back. But you know what? Defense wins championships. Yeah. And I love good defense. And I agree it was sloppy. Brady looked like he had a fever of 103 in the first half. He looked, everybody looked so out of sync. Guys are dropping passes, poorly thrown passes. Really, it was just, it was, it was ugly in that particular regard. I'm glad that you enjoyed uh, the greatest Super Bowl of all time. But uh, from, <laughs> maybe because of, I am a, bit I like of, I'm a fair weather guy. I'm a bit of, I, I'm fine when, when Brady wins another one. I'm fine with that. But I am a bit of a fair weather fan, I guess. And I thoroughly enjoyed two weeks ago. I mean, I came on Hebsey on Sports and I raved about what I, I couldn't believe what I saw. And I'm not a big football guy. But yesterday, that was kind of tough to watch. Like, And it, because the stakes are so high, you yeah. stick it out. If that was any other game, I would have been, I don't know, I would have been watching Ted Bundy on uh, stuff on uh, Netflix. But. Hey, listen, it happens. And this is where the fair weather fan is like, okay, are there more jujubes? Can we get more chicken wings? And then the conversation starts to, you know, over in a corner somewhere, and they're not interested. And then someone will go, "Hey, the Rams are driving," and then everybody goes back to the television set, right? Well, what's going on? And then, the, but the diehard fans watch the whole game. Okay, but this is so. What, what, what records we say? Okay, first eight <clears throat> possessions, the Rams punted. Yeah, that's so. There you go. And uh, no touchdowns, of course. They oh. they got the one field goal. Uh, that's the I think it's the lowest scoring Super Bowl of all time. Yep. But funnily enough. This is, is that a word? Funnily enough, this is the greatest margin of victory of any of the six Super Bowls that the Patriots won. Can you you're believe just, that? You're a fund of knowledge. You're just a, you're <laughs> I really did. Stats. You're just, you, you I'm all over it. brushed up on the stats. I can't wait to talk about the <clears> halftime <throat> with you. Let me, uh, let me give you a stat. Okay. Let me give you a stat. Okay, so New England wins. So New England's got the quarterbacks, Tom Brady, was drafted 199th overall in 2000. 199th. Julian Edelman was the MVP, drafted 232nd overall. Is this a workmanlike team, or are these a bunch of stars who are all first-round picks? Okay, but by the way, Jared Goff, first overall pick in 2016, first pick in the entire draft. He was picked 198 spaces ahead of Tom Brady. You got that? So the draft can all, you can have, the Rams had seven first-round picks uh, on defense. 
seven of their starters, seven of 11, were first-round picks. Great. Terrific. But this is your first Super Bowl for a lot of you guys. Um, and even Rob Gronkowski wasn't drafted till the second round, 47th overall. I mean, these are three premier players. These guys don't drop passes. Gronkowski and Edelman do not drop passes. They do not. And when the game's on the line, Brady knows who to go to. Why? Because he knows them. They know each other instinctively. He knows. Two and a half step drop, right? Four shots left, left hash mark, outside shoulder. They've done it a million times. It's all about repetition. And, and I don't care that Jared, they're great. And I don't care that the Rams average 33 points a game. 33 a game. And we're held to three. Three points. Think about that. Let's give some credit to the Patriots. Yeah, it was a slog. It was like a it was like a zero zero soccer match with no scoring opportunities. Like right? The, the, right. The game TFC lost against Seattle. It was like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was the it. MLS Cup. And everyone, oh, what happened to Todd Gurley? Yeah, first round pick. Yeah. Well, he was. He had what seventy thousand yards during the regular season and like barely touched the ball. Was he hurt? Was he not hurt? Hey. Who was the better team during the regular season? Rams were 13-3. and three. New England struggled 11-5. and five. They're old. They're this. They're that. Would that not, if you were Brady and all the other Patriots, would that not just say, hey, let's just shove it right up their ass. Let's, let's tell everybody. And why are there so many New England haters? Because they're so good. Because they're like the New York Yankees were in baseball in the 40s and 50s, 30s and 40s and 50s. They win every year. They're there every year. Again, the Yankees were like that. People hated the Yankees not because they were good. It's because every single year, every single year, Think of the AFC every single year. New England Patriots. Hebsey, what's that like? Like, uh, what is it like when your team wins this often? They've been to nine they, in the last, you know, 15 years or whatever, 20 years or whatever, yeah. and they've won six of them. Like, what's that like? Do you get kind of well, like well, they're not, complacent? See, that's just a, like, they're not my team. No, but... Like, they are my team in the playoffs because I don't believe they can be beaten. During the regular season, I don't... It's not that I root against them, but I like to see them struggle during the regular... 11 and 5 was... It's good to see there's some balance. Yeah. You know what? Remember that undefeated season they had? Then they lost the Super oh, Bowl? Yeah, against the... So, yeah, 11 and 5 is... It wins the division. You know, not that the AFC East is a tough division. They win it every year. They have since the year of the small potato. <laughs> well, anyway, so... But when it comes to the playoffs, I, I always hitch... I usually hitch my wagon to experience, Okay? Past experience and past success usually works for me. And, oh, he's 41. Yeah, he didn't show too many signs of slowing down. No. Not at all. He can play for as long as he wants. Because he doesn't eat strawberries. Gronkowski, I think that might have been his last game. Man, he's 29. His body's 129. <laughs> yeah. He, and, man, he goes flat out. Eh? Like on that, on that uh, winning drive there, on the touchdown drive, that catch he made at the two-yard line was just was vintage Gronkowski. The guy's a beast. And Edelman's just a smaller version of him. That's all. He's a smaller version. He can get into little seams and that kind of thing. He doesn't, they don't make mistakes. Those guys don't fumble the ball. They don't drop passes. Anyway, it's over now, except for the uh, halftime show, which was just, <laughs> you knew it was going to happen, though. Like, you knew. I knew all the comments. I didn't have to read Twitter. I was at a party. And it was all the same thing. Um, first of all, the outfit that he had on before he took the top off was right out of a Sears catalog. I'm sure I have a pillow and drapes. You look at that thing that Adam Levine was wearing. And then the other one was, and there were prop bets. Would he, t would he take his shirt off? You know, and look, I'm sure for middle-aged white women, uh, um, and young, maybe young ladies, they thought it was fantastic and good on them. I would have rather seen Janet Jackson's nipple versus Adam Levine's if you were going to make a comparison <laughs> there. Not that I'm the first to do that, but I mean, that's a Super Bowl halftime show. People look for some kind of controversy. It's never, there's never been a Super Bowl halftime show, not since Super Bowl three, 
uh, where people have gone, oh man, what was that? What was that halftime show? What the hell was that halftime show? They, you know, but there wasn't Twitter in those days, and that some people would go, oh, this is no good. And in a lot of cases, they didn't show the entire halftime show. They went for commercial. The halftime show went on while there was commercials. The marching band. Oh, at the beginning, it wasn't yeah. that big a deal at the halftime. Was it now the Kansas City Chiefs marching band or some, you know, the local university? Hooray for everything! Yeah, there was always marching <laughs> bands. It wasn't that you know, shh, quiet. It's halftime. It's the Super Bowl. What's gotta, the first big one? Was it Michael? Like, what was the first big one? Do you know? Oh, the, Michael uh, Jackson? The, nah, I don't. Yeah, the, well, probably, I guess. I just, I think. I really, I, you know, it might have been Al Hurt in 1970. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pearl yeah. Bailey. I don't know, man. Like, there, there was a great controversy yeah. in that halftime show. I don't know if you caught this, but the uh, fans of SpongeBob SquarePants. I'm a, and I'm a fan. Well, they were teased. Because the, the guy died. The right. creator just passed away this year. Exactly. And they were teased with the promise that there's this, this sweet victory, this song that they play before the Super Bowl, whatever, yeah. that we were supposed to play that in honor. And uh, all these SpongeBob fanatics tuned in to see Sweet Victory. And they got like two or three notes. And then uh, then next thing you know, you hear Drake. And uh, I don't even remember the guy's name. The guy who... Anyway, Big, Big Boy? No. Oh. Yeah, the, I know Big Boy. The, other, the other guy. guy. Oh, uh, tra- uh, Travis, uh, Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Which yeah. sounds like he should be a country singer. Yeah. Travis Doesn't Scott. it sound like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Travis He's Scott. He's married to a yeah. Kardashian, I'm told. <laughs> anyway, uh, they were very upset. Yeah. The, uh, so there was a sweet victory controversy. And to be honest, uh, I knew what I was to expect of Maroon 5. They're kind of a, a mediocre, kind of wishy-washy weak They're band. the Nickelback of the United States. That's offensive to Nickelback, uh, in my opinion. I think they're... I'd take Nickelback in a heartbeat. But yeah, We're I, getting you're off right. the sports okay. topic here. So halftime show was as boring. Boring as the game. I know you love the game. Personally, I, I found didn't the love game. the game. I understood. You said the it was game. the best game of all time. <clears throat> well, I was oh, guess oh. best game of all time as far as a result <laughs> goes, not as from an entertainment value. Right. I get it. Okay, but for those who appreciate defense, uh, yeah, it was great. And my and the team that I said was going to win won. Yes. And I've said it here, and I've said it in many situations, and I oh, backed it up. Speaking of L.A., uh, I want to say hello to Brent in L.A. because he took a photograph of where he was yeah, when he was, was listening to Hebsey on Sports. And yeah. Heavy drinkers, also. those guys, eh? Oh, yeah. Rams fans. Heavy, heavy drinkers. They had to after Yeah, that. check out Brent. What's his uh, What's his Twitter handle? I want to say Brent in L.A. or Brent Something like that. 84 in L.A. It can't be that many Brents. Okay. I retweet, anyway. We retweeted I retweeted it. So. Yeah, and uh, we had and, uh, I'm try- and uh, a few others did. Thank you, folks, uh, by the way, for if you... And if you if you're in the sound of my voice, uh, tweet out where you're listening uh, and a picture. Like, uh, this is what I'm, this is my environment while I'm listening. This is me around the road. This is me with bottles of wine in front of me. Here's the television set. Here's my, uh, I, in fact, I kind of like your, like your space. Just take a picture of what, you, you know, if you're sitting on the couch looking at television, like, give me a shot of your space. If that's what you happen to be doing when you're tweeting and listening to this show at the same time. It would be a wonderful thing. Thanks. So, uh, okay, halftime show. What about the postgame show? Little Tracy Wolfson, man. I thought she was. Gonna, oh, yeah. I thought she was going to be like Jeff Van Gundy and be on, uh, hanging on somebody on Brady's leg. It looked dangerous. Just hanging on to Brady's leg while he's dragging her, and all the ca- photographers are getting in there. <laughs> and I heard. I think we got the live mic there. I heard somebody yelling, "Cut to commercial!" Did you hear that? Like you could hear yeah. all that feed, and it's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but like that's a tight, all, tight shot. Tight that's shot. always a cluster. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, always. The po- let me tell you, I've been part of many. Not like the super. Not quite like this, but I've been a part of many post game. Like as soon as the game is over, like get, get your cameraman has got to get in there. If you're a reporter, you've got to get in there, and you got to get whatever you can get. Now, it's just a case of, just like, get him. Go get him. Tracy, get in there. Like, get in there. Like, I'm telling you, the producer's in her ear going, get, I don't care. You're like, go, go. And you're trying to fight your way through. Now, one time, 
-hmm. When the Blue Jays were in their first playoffs in 1985, the mayor of Toronto was Art Eggleton. And I'm doing a live stand-up at Nathan Phillips Square. It's Art Eggleton. My cameraman, Sandy Piminoff, says, you're on, live, boom. I go, here we are in Nathan Phillips, blah, 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 and the Jays, and they're front against the Kansas City Royals, and, and Willie Mays Aikens, and, you know, George Brett, and da, 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 da. And here's the mayor of Toronto, Art Eggleton. And unbeknownst to me, there's a guy right behind, oh, I, I know he's there, but he's, like, mocking and making faces and all that on the live shot. <laughs> and my cameraman's looking, and he's got this, Sandy's got this look on his face, like, ah, get out of the way to this guy. He's trying to get this guy out of the way. And I look behind me, and, and he's there, and I'm still trying to do the interview with Eggleton, with uh, the mayor. Um, and this guy's making faces and all that. And, and I, I elbow the guy, but I, I elbow, I'm a little high because I'm taller than this guy. Yeah. And I get him right in the beak. <laughs> and his nose starts to bleed, and my cameraman's eyes start to widen open like this. I nailed, I, so of course, I didn't see it. But he's interrupting my interview. So this is what happens, man, when live television. You can get a bloody nose. You can get stepped on. You can, you know, you're in the trenches. Oh. You're literally in the trenches. She's like 4'11". Yeah. Tracy Wolfson. And then, she, and then man, she blew it. She could have asked some, like, a great question there. Is Gronk going to retire? He's your buddy. You know what's going on. It's his last, like, he know, he's already said he's not going to retire, Brady. But Gronk. Right. Tell us about Gronk. You, got, like, you know Gronk, man. Tell us. <laughs> is he going to retire? Speaking of live television, before I forget, somebody tweeted or left a comment on an open mic or something to the effect that that, that, that Miracle on Ice game wow. was broadcast live in Canada. Was it? He watched it live. Was yeah. it really like in Canada? At 5 p.m. or At something. At 5 o'clock on a, yeah. on, a, on a... So somebody swears on a Friday, that they uh, on a watched Friday. it. Not, not the gold medal game. No, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. 5 p.m. He on a Friday? He says it's the greatest upset he's witnessed live, and he watched it live no on kidding, CTV, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. You know what? Because it's true. Uh, in the States, I know it didn't air till prime time. Yeah. Like there's no yeah. way, there's no way they, they still would have, do that. There's no way they would have interrupted the afternoon soaps or the the um, the afternoon newscast or whatever. There, uh, you know, uh, at that time, Mary Tyler Moore yeah. or or New Happy Grant Days or, or whatever was going. Yeah, whatever show was on. Yeah, there's no way ABC would have allowed any of its affiliates to do that to cut away for. And plus, also, who expected the U.S. to beat the Russians back then in 1980? Like nobody. The Russians had Tretiak, man. Hit Tretiak. They had, they had the greats. You know, Harlamov, I think, was still on that team. Yeah. Had he died? I don't think he had... Uh, yeah, they were... Uh, Krutov, uh, Makarov, right? All those guys. Petrov. Man, they were fab, those Russians. Um, all right. Uh, should we have? Uh, should we ever have a Super Bowl halftime show again? And then we'll just get off the football thing and move uh -huh. on to something else. Should there be? Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, who could possibly be the entertainment? Do you know how much how money about Pepsi we have a, pays for that? <laughs> a lot. How about, why don't we just have illusionists? Okay. Okay? The oh, not, not music. Kreskin? Not music. Illusionists. David Blaine, David Copperfield, Chris Angel, uh, Kreskin. Yeah. He's I mean, a mentalist. Okay, whatever. But give me something like that. Because that way, I think more people would be interested than uh, a certain musical genre, which like, oh, it's Paul McCartney again. Oh, it's uh, Adam Levine. You're never going to please everybody. But with an illusionist, you can. People are mystified by magic. Sleight of hand. So I would want to see, I think people would go, oh, who cares? Like, what's he going to do now? He's going to drop himself from an 800-foot building underwater and then uh, emerge in eight seconds. Like, he's going to be like a Harry Houdini. Let's do something like that. Make it adventurous and exciting, like an MGM Grand kind of a Cirque du Soleil, huge, massive... What do you think? Uh, I think, you know what you, you, you point out real quick is that the reason that we got Maroon 5 is because a lot of the big acts said <laughs> be, no. Be, because, no, they were asked, they were like the 100th on the list. A lot of the big well, acts. Well, it's like Rihanna. You're telling me that Rihanna. Right, Rihanna was asked Rihanna no would have been great, right? Because, Kaepernick, because of the Kaepernick situation. Right. They don't want to be associated with the NFL during this uh You think Rihanna would have been better? Uh, yes. I'm certain Rihanna would have been better. For what sure. If, what if she was having a bad night? 
<laughs> what if she was like um what if she was like Lauren Hill at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame oh, Awards yeah, yeah. that we went to last year? Oh my god, horrible. <laughs> horrible. I believe it. Horrible. All right. Prior to Super Bowl 53, as if anything went on prior to the kickoff of that game in your life <laughs> yesterday <laughs> that you could remember. Come on. There was the Raptors without yeah. Kyle Lowry hosting the LA Clippers and they welcomed Clippers owner Steve Ballmer, the billionaire who's obviously scouting Kawhi Leonard as his future superstar. Kawhi said after the game, he didn't even know Bomber was there. He didn't even know that was him. Walked by him, didn't even know he was there. Because Kawhi is focused on playing basketball for the Raptors, he doesn't care about that other stuff. And he doesn't care about the Clippers. I tell you this right now. He doesn't care. He wants to win here, now. Then think about what he's going to do long term. So for the second game in a row, Kawhi was held to under 20 points. He had 18 points, 6 of 12 shooting, very effective, 3 of 5 from distance, but that, that's okay because Serge Ibaka, 16 and 12. Pascal Siakam with 15 after a 28-point effort the other night. CJ's PJ's. <laughs> Miles with 15 out of Nowheresville. Wow. I was ready to cut this guy. <laughs> DeLon Wright, 14. What are you going to do with DeLon Wright, by the way? He's a free agent. You keep this guy? What do you do with DeLon? He's a good player. I like him. I like Norm, I like, uh, Norm Powell, too. You know, I like Van Vliet. Uh, uh, Kyle, you got it. Kyle's around still. Uh, you still got to have a good nucleus. Surge, terrific. Uh, Siakam, Ananobi. I like this team. Let's see what happens with Kawhi. Uh, let's see what happens. Raptors are in Philly tomorrow night for a big date with the Sixers, who are 21-5 and five at home this year. Very, very tough team at home. However, the Raptors have the third best road record in the league at 16-11. and 11. It's expected Lowry will play in his hometown tomorrow. Do you know that he and Kawhi have only played together in 28 of the Raptors' 54 games? I believe that. I would have guessed lower. Uh, how are we doing in those 28? Do you know? Jeez, uh, you asked me. I'm don't, sorry. Don't, I don't, see, you know what? I'm flying blind. You know here. what? We're doing, we're doing well. Okay. We're, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm positive. In those 28 games, they're doing well. Uh, but imagine how good they'll be by the time the playoffs roll around, and they will have played, you know, 55 games together. Okay? Just getting, just getting going. So keep your eye on the wraps. It's because it's the same. It's gonna every every podcast, every episode, folks, is gonna be they're up on Milwaukee. They're a game and a half behind. They're percentage points behind Milwaukee. They're gonna finish two. They're gonna end up playing, you know, Brooklyn in the first round. Oh no, no, it's not gonna be them. It's gonna be Miami in the first round. All these different scenarios. It's all about it's all about getting to the conference final. It's all about getting through the best team. And you know, the East is gonna go through Milwaukee. We've said that before. When's JV back? Oh, I don't know. Soon, right? It feels like it should be soon. Man, I tell you, we saw. I saw him a few weeks ago. He did not look good at all. Oh. Did not look good at all. And and it's handling the ball. Remember, if you're going to get this guy the ball, even rebounding, you got to you know that thumb is all. And you, you know, don't want to rush him back because you need him for the playoffs. So uh, you need right. him for the playoffs, and he, it's going to take him time to get with the timing and everything too. All right, the Maple Leafs bounced back from an overtime loss Friday in Detroit. Got a point out of it, right? Could have been worse. You know, pretty good hockey game. Uh, and then uh, and they beat one of the most dangerous teams in the NHL, the Pittsburgh Penguins, on Saturday night. Jake Muzzin is the best Jake defenseman on the team. Oh, yeah. He's now surpassed Jake Gardner. Uh, and he looks darn good there on the Toronto blue line, eh? With Morgan Verheyle playing the right side. Uh, Leafs continue their quest for home ice advantage in the playoffs with a tilt tonight against Anaheim. I'll be at that game as a guest of the ultimate Leafs fan, Mike Wilson. If oh, you're wow. going to look for me, it's going to be a hoot. Uh, Mike is uh, attending every Maple Leafs game this year. Every game. Every game. Tickets to the game. Airfare, got to pay for his hotel, on the road. I'm sure he's got some friends that maybe he can bunk in with here and there. But basically, man, he's got to get himself to every game. He's, he's, I wonder what jersey he wears to the game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else? He meets Leaf fans from like all over. Like everywhere he goes. Like Leaf fans are, are everywhere. And they wear their colors proudly. You know that. Yeah. 
You know that in the most obscure places, <laughs> the most obscure. Did I tell you I was in the Dominican Republic a few years ago? I just this dude running down the beach, not a Canadian guy, a native, with a Leafs. Jer- it's a hundred degrees, and he's got a Leafs jersey. And what's on the back? Twenty-four wood. Oh yes, Randy Wood. That's a, that's a, that's an obscure. Now come on, obs- how many running Randy wood down the beach in in uh, maybe it was Randy in Wood? Florida. Was it Randy? No, no, I said it was a native. Oh, a native wearing a Randy Wood blue Leafs jersey. Oh, wow. Come on. Wow. Come on. <laughs> Honest to God. So uh, uh, Leafs get Anaheim. Uh, you know what happened to Anaheim the other night? They got, they got killed by the Ducks. I mean, the Jets, right? They got murdered 9-3. So, I mean, they're shaking. They came after that game. They came to Toronto, hung out in their hotel rooms, watched the Super Bowl, I'm sure. And now they get the, the Leafs, the juggernaut, the Leafs tonight. Speaking of Randy's, right? Uh, Randy Carlisle still coaches that team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he went up to Winnipeg, of course, and he was a big superstar up in ah. Winnipeg. Eh? And they got waxed. Yeah, welcome to Winnipeg. Nice to have you back, Randy. Bang. And now here he is in Toronto, where he used to coach here. I think we're going to see the real Leafs team uh, from now on. I think that, uh, you know, that first game back, okay, a little shaky, and the, the game against Pittsburgh was, was terrific. You know, Zach Hyman scoring the winning goal, come on. That's fantastic. Uh, defense is going to win it. The good defense will win more games for the Maple Leafs than the offense will. Uh, and when Nylander comes back, they're just going to be <laughs> I knew that was coming. fantastic. <laughs> and the win by Garrett Sparks was huge because the guy gives up the first two goals, We've been railing, oh, backup goalies. Blah, blah. He was terrific. 7-3-1 this year as the backup. And maybe Freddie Anderson will be well-rested for the playoffs as Sparky, as we like to call him, Sparky, <laughs> gets in a few more starts. The Leafs uh, might make another deal. I'd like to see them get a... But, of course, everyone wants them to have a right-handed shooting defenseman. Uh, is Roman Polak available? Can we get him oh, back? Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't make the top six. That's the only problem. you got five left-handed shots, and you got Zaitsev, right? Right. Um, anyway, the deadline's February 25th, so let's not get, I mean, it's still early February, right? Let's, uh, the NBA deadline is, uh, fr- is it Friday? The 7th. Yeah. Uh, but the NHL deadline's not till the 25th, so, uh, let's see who's available. Let's see what team starts to tank, looking for a few more balls, you know, at the, uh, at the, at the draft, uh, and, and what the hit is to the salary cap. Okay. Um, before I get to the story about Adam Verk, Adnan Verk, um, I watched the Davis Cup the other day. I don't, people didn't even know it was on. No. Canada, Slovakia. Uh, Canada had two players for everything. You know who they were? Uh, no, I don't know. Denny Shapovalov. Yeah, okay. And Felix Auger Alissim. There you go. Just the two of them. Good buddies. Felix is 18. Dennis is 19. Whack. They beat Slovakia in five, okay? Because in the fifth and deciding uh, match, it was uh, Felix Auger Alissim winning. And uh, Canada now moves on to the Davis Cup Finals. Yeah. Is that right? That's right. I never understood this Davis Cup. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just telling you that okay. that's what happened. Okay. okay? I'm glad There's no it. Daniel Nestor this time. <laughs> For the first time, Daniel's last tournament was when they took on the Netherlands here in Toronto. Uh, and that was a zone kind of, a, not a group, a zone group. Anyway, you're right. It's difficult. But anyway, good for, hey, Canada, we're on the map. We're doing stuff. Good. Our golfers are doing okay, although uh, Brittany's uh, sick this week. Um, uh, not Brittany, uh, Brooke Henderson. Brittany's her sister. Brooke Henderson is uh, ill. She um, uh, had to beg off this tournament this week, said she was ill. And I think we did pretty well at the uh, Waste Management, the Waste Management Tournament in Phoenix. The it's one a great name. Tiger wasn't there. Tiger <laughs> played with Trump and uh, Jack Nicklaus uh, uh, a couple of days earlier. He wasn't in this uh, tournament, so he was you know, playing with Trump. That's another thing. Trump, I, like, I want to hear Trump talk about football. No, thank you. <laughs> All right, Adnan Verk. <clears throat> Everybody know who Adnan Verk is? ESPN. <clears throat> but before that, though, 
he, I know he, I know, tell me actually. If you're like, from Canada, you, uh, you okay. should know that Adnan Verk uh, worked to here in, um, at the score, uh, here in, uh, Canada. Uh, and, um, yeah, it was at the score. That's right. It was, uh, it hadn't been bought by, it wasn't part of the Rogers thing about Bobber then. Anyway, he latched on to ESPN and he's terrific reporter and anchor, uh, moving up in the world, uh, Pakistani born, raised in Canada, raised in Toronto. Um, uh, and anyway, so less than an hour before the kickoff of the Super Bowl, news broke that uh, Adnan Verk had been fired under unusual circumstances. A source confirmed a New York Post report that Verk, a versatile studio host who spent the last eight years with ESPN, was terminated as part of an investigation into sharing confidential company information. <gasps> wow. You don't do that. Although people do it all the time. But repeatedly, leak, they leak, said, leak, right? Yeah, yeah. Repeatedly. Uh, in addition to being accused of leaking information to the media, ESPN reportedly didn't consider Verk fully cooperative during its investigation of the allegations. His last day with the networks was uh, Friday when he was escorted out of the company's Bristol, Connecticut, Connecticut headquarters. Yeah, they walked him out with a box and uh, security yeah. passed. Yeah, either Verk nor his agent responded to requests for comment. Verk did have at least one high-profile defender, James Miller, co-author of the ESPN expose, Those Guys Have All the Fun, which I've read, and it's kind of boring after a while. It's like really inside ESPN stuff, like real, you know, like what would be going on in Scott Moore's office when he was at Sportsnet uh, between the hours of 2 and 2.15 p.m. on a a Friday in August. Like, Anyway, um, so writes Miller, if on-air talent is going to be fired for speaking with journalists, better start building a whole army of good-looking robots. Miller wrote in one tweet. Uh, in another, he suggested Verk hadn't been given either a warning or a suspension prior to being terminated. So if this guy has inside information that, that he had spoken to Verk and Verk said, no, nobody, there was no heads up, there was no nothing like that. Well, maybe it doesn't require a heads up if you were that, I mean, if it was that egregious. We need more detail. Did they, they, invest? Well, you may not, you, well, <laughs> you know, there'll be all kinds of speculation, but this guy was good. And he was very popular. So does he come home? Like, where does he go? Well, uh, well hang on oh, a second. Okay. I mean, first of all, you don't know what his contract says. It may, you know, even though he was terminated, there still may be something that says he can't uh, go to a, compet- a competitor for a certain amount of time. Uh, that's pretty standard stuff. You can't just, mind you, mind you, if you're terminated, you know, with cause, I, I, I don't know. If it all I, depends if I'm an, if being if paid, I, Wait, right? no, here's the other thing. If I'm an employer, am I quick to go, oh, or do I want more information? I'm a potential employer. Do I want more information? Like, in other words, Mike, you find out that someone fired somebody, and they're a pretty reputable company when it comes to their investigation. They wouldn't just go off like this, right? They would obviously have cause to do it. And if he wasn't cooperative as well, that is another reason where you can't. You have uh, ju- cause to terminate. You're not being cooperative and, and forthcoming. So that's two charges, which, you know, uh, if they're going to be proven in a court of law, which it doesn't sound like there's going to be a court case here, uh, there might be a suit, a civil suit, or a wrongful dismissal. I don't know. But anyway, it's pretty shocking stuff. This guy was a top, top guy. Very, very popular. Climbing the way. College football host. And, I, and, I, and, and baseball's diamond surfing, too, or whatever they call it on ESPN. Quick. Knows his stuff. And also a movie, a, a real movie buff. Like had his own movie podcast. There's, so anyway, there's another angle to consider, which is that, that uh, TSN is a ESPN partner, and it's possible through this that TSN actually can't or won't well, hire him. Makes makes perfect sense to me. So if that's they, uh, half of right. Canada. Now remember, this is I mean, this is different than Jay and Dan and Fox Sports One kind of way going, different. You know, uh, you know, and they want to come back, and they had had a footprint here. Uh, Adnan, um, you know, I, I I think there's probably a lot of people in Canada, for example, that uh, might know the, his face. 
and you might know the name, but don't hear him that often because he's on ESPN, unless he happened to be on an ESPN broadcast that was being simulcast on TSN, they might not know. Anyway, so let's, we'll follow that. That's, you know, that's, a, that's another story. It's another story for another time. And uh, that's it for this edition of, uh, oh, sorry, wait, wait. Oh, oh Panzer's Trivia. You forgot oh, the trivia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to me. My I'm goodness, I almost hit play. Uh, yeah. Oh, and I also forgot to say, and by the way, Mike, thanks for loaning me your stick and your gloves. Oh, I had oh, yeah. three goals and uh, four assists. You played of Dave Bedini uh, with our statics. We had a, the final score was one hundred and thirty-two to one hundred and thirty-two. <laughs> it was the Phoenix West End Phoenix, the uh, the Dave Bedini's newspaper, uh, against the Sororan Park uh, Hosers. <laughs> so these are people uh, part of the Sororan Park. Uh, it's a great community of there. Course. You know, it's, it's right very close to Ronson's Vales, and you know the area, Mike. Uh, Parkdale, I'd call that. Yeah, it's Parkdale. Met uh, met Arif, the uh, the MP, the Liberal MP. Um, super oh, yeah. nice people, all of them. We had a great. They had we had a fire going there. Hot chocolate. The kids played. It, we had a terrific time. So my my stick has finally scored a goal. Man, I tell you, as, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to give it back so fast. It was a lot of fun. You'll have to come out to the next one. It was it was well, super I love fun, it, man. super fun. So that was great. And okay, the trivia brought to you by Pancho's Original Deli. Name the last player to win a Stanley Cup for three different teams. Last uh, player to do that. Okay, if you give a hint, he's also the oldest player to ever score. In the Stanley Cup Finals, 43 years old. Shoot, he scores! The Tom Brady of the NHL. No, no, no. This guy bounced around a bit. I, he was in Toronto the other night. Man, I saw him behind the bench, as a matter of fact. I believe, yeah, saw him behind the bench. Yep, that was I him. Meant, was I'm him. having a mental block. It's yeah. too late in the show. Uh, well, he won his first Stanley Cup with the Pittsburgh Penguins, his second with the Carolina Hurricanes, and his third oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. final Stanley Cup was one... With the Boston Bruins in 2011, the answer is. Yeah, I know it. I can see his face. <clears throat> yeah. Mark Recchi, right, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Recchi was the. Oh, oh, that's right. Number eight. Mark Recchi was the last player to win a Stanley Cup for three different teams. You could have said Joe Newendike. You would have been close, but no, because he did it prior to that. His last one was with uh, Dallas. Uh, Dallas was, and yeah. Calgary, right? Uh, Dallas, Calgary, New Jersey. Wow. Three different teams. Think about that. Not a lot of not a lot of guys have won Stanley Cups with three different squads, huh? Huh? Anyway, that's it for episode 74 of Hebsey on Sports. Thanks to Toronto Mike for production and inspiration as always. And don't forget to order my new book. Just got a copy of it, Matt. The actual book arrived the other day. I'm staring at an actual copy yeah. of The Greatest it's like, Athlete. It's, you've like, ever it's heard a of. book. It's not a manuscript anymore. I, and I never, I've never read the book. Like, I wrote the book, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But I never had a chance to actually read it start to finish as a book. You got to read that. I, I, you know what? I'm halfway through. It's pretty good. I'm, I'm, re- I'm enjoying it. I want to see what happens at the end. Uh, anyway, order the book, The Greatest Athlete You've Never Heard Of. It comes out February 16th at your local bookstores. Uh, you can pre-order via Chapters, Indigo, Amazon, or go to your local bookseller and ask them to order it by name. The Greatest Athlete You've Never Heard Of. Forward by... Who's that forward by there? Ron McLean. Forward by Ron McLean In big letters. Okay. Almost as big as the author. And there's pictures, too. Anyway, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, thanks very much. And uh, thanks for allowing us into your headspace today. Back with another episode of Hebsey on Sports very shortly. Until then, so long for now.